You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Portisubs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. You want to try to strike that perfect balance of we're being aggressive, but we're also being smart and taking away some of the things that maybe they do best or they do to disrupt you. You just try to find that if you can during the course of the, the week, find that perfect balance as best you can. At the end of the day, no matter what play we call, execution is going to be the reason it works. The players on the field are going to be the reason it goes. So, you know, we'll try to put them in good situations and hopefully eliminate some of those risks that you're talking about at the same time. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Got to give a big shout-out to Humberto. He got hooked up with a Raiders prize pack. Now he's he's in to win the two tickets to the Raiders versus Steelers game. That's uh, September 24th at Allegiant Stadium, a season home opener. Shout-out to Boyd Gaming, the official local casino partner of the Raiders. The winner is going to be announced Friday, September 22nd. So Humberto's in to win. We've been doing it all day long. It has been Fan Day Friday, again, courtesy of Boyd Gaming, the official, and I mean official, like a referee's whistle, local casino partner of the Raiders. So we definitely appreciate them, and we definitely appreciate Humberto. We'd love to hear from you throughout the course of the show. One hour long, one hour strong to go. We got uh, my guy Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com coming up at 4.30. You want to win some money this weekend? He's going to help you do that. We'll talk a little college football. We'll talk some NFL action with them, and, of course, of course we got to ask him because I'm so I'm so I mean I don't really get like I don't really get upset or or really trip out too much on lines but when I see a professional team underdogs by 9 points and they're 1 and 0 on the season going up against a team that's 0 and 1 I don't care if you're playing on the moon if you're playing in Buffalo if you're playing right here in Buffalo Wild Wings I don't care there should not be a 0 and 1 team that's a 9 point favorite over a 1 and 0 team I'm just saying just throwing it out there. Coming off a short week either, I just, again, so we'll talk to Lee Sterling coming up in, uh, in about eh, 28 minutes from now, around 4.30, here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Uh, again, want to hear from you, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r But I do want to hear from head coach Joshua Daniels. We've been talking about it for a while. Want to make sure we get some sound in from him, what he had to say as he was uh, meeting with the media earlier this morning. And uh, this is actually going to take you back to a couple days ago. He's met with the media three times this week. So uh, earlier this week, we didn't get to – we didn't get to get this one in, was really about Jimmy Garoppolo and his leadership style because he is really starting to grow on, I think, everyone. Raider Nation, obviously the team really likes him a lot. You can see that they're out there really trying to play hard for him. Here's uh, Coach McDaniels talking about Jimmy's leadership. I've been around him uh, you know, when he was younger, and now he, obviously he's, he's got you know, some experience and wisdom about him. Um, you know, He's a very personable guy. Um, he cares about... The, the human being he's speaking to. It's not just a football player or a teammate. Um, there's an element of, of wanting to get to know the person. Um, he's always been like that. He's genuine. Uh, and, and I think that word sometimes gets used a little flippantly, but uh, this guy's as genuine as they come, you know, and um, asks great questions when he doesn't know the answer, um, offers up, you know, an opinion when, they're, when there's one to offer up, and he has. Um, cares about practicing the right way, wants his teammates to do well, um, doesn't care about his own individual statistics, takes accountability uh, when he does something wrong. And so, look, that's the nature of playing the position of quarterback. You get all the credit when you win. You get all the blame when you lose. And Jimmy's already lived through that. So um, he, he understands how to, how to deal with it. Um, I think he's a stand-up guy. I think he's already 
you know, earned the respect of our team, and he'll continue to try to do that. So there's head coach Joshua Daniels talking about Jimmy's leadership, you know, and, and the one thing about him that, and I think John McClain said this on Tuesday when we had him on the show, was that he doesn't care about being the hero. He doesn't care about being the guy that everyone's talking about, oh, Jimmy this, Jimmy that. He just wants to be one of the guys, goes out there and plays, and helps contribute. Where on the flip side of it, when you have Josh Allen, it's about him being the hero. He's got to be the guy. And I think that's why him and Stephon Diggs have beef, because they both want to be the alpha dog. They both want to be the, the super leader. They both want to be the hero. And sometimes it doesn't happen, and sometimes it doesn't work like that. And so I don't know if maybe saying they have beef is probably the wrong way to say it, but I think that's why you can see there's frustration when it comes to Stephon Diggs. But, you know, if he makes a mistake, I'm talking about Jimmy G, he, he takes accountability for it. That's a big deal. That's part of the standard. So here's Coach McDaniels talking about the players setting the standard and if he's seeing them do that. Yeah, I think, I mean, again, we're not, we're not, I don't know where there is. I hope it's, you know, down the road here we'll, we'll eventually figure that out. But um, I think every, every good team looks inward to themselves and figures out what they need to do better. They, they listen well to the coaching or corrections and then try to go to the practice field with the right attitude to improve. And I think I saw that in the preseason. I saw that in, you know, our first game. Again, it's an imperfect game. We're never going to do that. But I think the attitude that you approach corrections with and trying to get better, it, it really goes a long way for your team. It's a, it's a long stretch here. You know, we got 17 regular season games. We don't, we don't have a bye week for another three months. You know, there's a lot to, to learn. There's a lot to improve on. There's a lot we have to do better as we go. So um, having the right approach and the right attitude, the right maturity about themselves, I think that that'll go a long way towards making progress weekly. Standard, that's what the players are setting. He said that so many different times. And, you know, the standard and the culture, those are things that the Raiders for the longest have, well, underachieved at. I mean, let's just be 100% honest about it. Let's keep it 100, right? Let's keep it a buck. The culture hasn't been where it needs to be. Winning organizations have the culture where they need to be. This is what they're trying to do. This is what Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, Champ Kelly, this is what they're attempting to do. Hell, on the business side of things, Sandra Douglas Morgan, she's trying to change the culture. She's trying to make things uh, correct within the organization. That's a work in progress. It's not there yet. It takes a while. You can't just do it overnight. You can't snap your fingers. If, if you could, everybody would do it, right? It just doesn't work like that. So I thought that that was an interesting uh, soundbite there from Coach McDaniels. Again, something he's talked about quite a bit. Moving on with uh, what he had to say today, how about the environment there in Buffalo, right? They're, uh, they're going into a belly of the beast where it's probably going to be a raucous environment. You know that they, uh, they're going to go in there. It's a season home opener. The crowd is angry because, well, the team is 0-1. The team is going to be angry because they're 0-1. So here's Coach McDaniels talking about the environment there in Buffalo. You know, I'm not going to make a big deal out of I mean, it's, it's an intense environment. Um, these, um, you know, their, their fans are, are, are really, um, you know, they're, 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 they provide great support for them. So um, it's, it's like a lot of places in, the, in this league. It's tough to, you know, go in there and, and if you want to try to use the cadence, it's not necessarily easy. Um, they're going to make it loud and challenging, um, you know. So it's a, it's a great atmosphere for football. Um, they, uh, they do a good job of being loud, you know, especially when you're on offense or uh, you're in a kicking play. Um, you know, and we just we got to be able to deal with the challenges that that provi provides us. And thought we did a decent job last week, and it's going to be mandatory that we do it again this week. And I think that he's spot on when he says it's going to be mandatory to do the best job they can in that that ruckus environment. Again, I I just I could be wrong, but I look at that first 15 minutes and think that is going to be so critical. 
That first 15 minutes is really going to tell you what's happening. I think the crowd is going to be amped. That Bills Mafia is going to be out there jumping through tables, doing everything they do, drinking this, drinking that. They're going to be lathered to the gills ready for the Raiders to come in, and they want nothing more than to beat the brakes off the silver and black. They want to get that taste that they have in their mouth of that loss to the Jets and everybody talking all week long about what's wrong with the Bills, what's wrong with Josh Allen, this, that, and that. They're so tired of hearing guys like me, <laughs> guys like everyone else, talk about Josh Allen and company, and they hear everything. I know they all say that they don't. They do. They hear it. They read it. They see it. All this. And they're tired of it. So they're going to want to go out there. The fans are going to want to go out there and talk trash. Raider Nation is traveling really well, right? You know they travel really well, so there's going to be a large contingency of Raider fans there. And those Bills fans are going to want nothing more than to be able to talk trash to them too, right? So that first 15 minutes, the Raiders could weather the storm, get into the second quarter, and the game is tied. The game is really close. Hell, maybe the Raiders are winning. All right, all bets are off, right? Then, then, then let's see. Now, of course, when you go into the locker room at halftime, then, you know, they make adjustments. This is what I would do, all right? Again, just for S's and giggles because that's just what I like to do. If it was me and I was the Raiders and I won the coin toss on Sunday, I'd kick that thing to them. I'd give them the ball first. I'd put my defense out there and be like, all right, bet, let's go. We're going to get the ball coming out the locker room. Y'all get the ball first, right? I like that anyway in general, but in this game in particular, I would give the ball to Buffalo first and let it be known. I would let Max Crosby take the field like we know you ain't scoring on us. I'm not saying that that's the kind of defense they have, but that's the kind of attitude they need to have. I would love to see that. Go ahead, win the toss, and give them the ball. Oh, here you go. Here you go, Allen. Don't throw a pick. Don't, uh, don't fumble the ball. Now, you know, that could – <laughs> that could work against you, <laughs> right? What did, what did Patrick Mahomes say on that quarterback show? Like, Max Crosby got him fired up. He said, you woke up the wrong, uh, you know, mother-mother. And I don't know. I don't, Josh Allen ain't Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, that kind of thing could get a guy fired up and really get him amped up to play. But to me, that's what I would do. I'd win that coin toss. If, if you, in fact, were to win that coin toss, I'd definitely put my defense on the field first just to try to make a statement. I, again, that's just me. Got a quick text I want to get to on the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword r and from Raider Allen, Georgia, my guy. He says, Q, watching NFL Network, who's in and who's out? They didn't even mention Jacoby Myers. Do we exist? <laughs> Raider Al, thanks so much for that. I appreciate you. And I don't know. They probably look at Jacoby Myers as a guy that doesn't – yeah, he don't matter, right? I saw, you know, people like Shefty and Rap Sheet and some others. I saw them tweeting it out when, uh, when it came out earlier today. Maybe it's the t- – I don't know. I, I don't really have a good answer for that, but – you know, do like Michael Jordan in the last dance, right? And I took that personal. Or like Dion, right? Like Colorado. Oh, now they made it personal. Just make it personal. It's all good. Whatever they need, whatever fuel they need to get them going and get them amped up and get those juices flowing, use it. Use it. Use everything. Manufacture something if you have to. I don't care, right? Everything that's going on with, with, with Coach Prime in Colorado and Jay Norvell, who anyone who's in the Nevada area knows Jay Norvell really well from his time at Reno. Anyone who, who's, who's, you know, paying attention to what Dion's doing, every single thing he could pick up on, he's using. Oh, it's personal. Oh, hey, Matt Rule talked about, talked about me earlier. So then his, his son got, oh, and now it's personal. I ain't, okay, they went and stood on the Buffalo. Okay, now it's personal. Like, they're taking everything they can, and I understand they're college kids. They're not professionals. But they're taking everything they can and using it as fuel to get them going. 
Do it. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to get fired up. Just like what the Raiders did last year. This is a perfect example. And then we'll go on with some more Josh McDaniel sounds. Last year when the Raiders played the Chargers for the second time, what was the conversation? Remember Keenan Allen? Oh, uh, the Raiders cornerbacks, barbecue chicken. Remember that? Remember that? That was the conversation, barbecue chicken. And then the Raiders came back that game against the Chargers at Allegiant Stadium, and their corners were very physical. Nate Hobbs returned from injury. And in the locker room following the game, when we talked to every corner, we said, well, what do you think about what Keenan Allen had to say? And Nate Hobbs laughed and goes, <laughs> barbecue chicken. That's all I'm going to say. Like, he didn't go into anything else, but he said barbecue chicken. And then Josh Jacobs, hey, did you guys get a little more amped up with the whole barbecue chicken? He said, <laughs> I wish I could say what I want to say, but barbecue chicken. Like, they all hear it, and they all use that. So use it. You know, use use whatever fuel you can to get where you need to be and get those juices going. I'm Like I said, I'm for that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Here's another one. How about this is about just the production, what they've been working on all week while they're there in, uh, in West Virginia. Again, they took off early. They, uh, they, they won the game in Denver came back to town, and got on that bird immediately and went to West Virginia. So here's Josh McDaniels on uh, how happy he is or if he was happy with the team's production there in West Virginia. Yeah, we've had uh, a few good days of practice and looking forward to another one today. Um, and I think that, you know, just the time, the time change when you come and you have an opportunity to acclimate your body to Eastern time zone, um, you know, you feel like, you know, when you get up today, you feel like it's 8 a.m. for the squad meeting, you know. Wednesday morning, you know, it probably felt a little bit more like 5 a.m., you know. And so um, that was the purpose. Uh, that was one of the purposes that we wanted to get out of this week. And I think our guys have, you know, four or five days in this time zone, you start to acclimate. And we got another couple of days for the game. So um, it's been a good week of, of work. Um, the, the facility, everybody here has been incredible. Um, our support staff did a great job of putting this all together and, um, you know, the video department, all the rest of that stuff. We've basically been operating like we're at home. And so that's what we wanted it to feel like. And, um, and hopefully we'll, you know, like I said, we'll be prepared and ready to go. A couple of little sound bites now that has to do with the games. How about the challenges that the Bills defensive line presents? Yeah, they're significant. Um, you know, they've invested a lot of uh, draft picks and or resources into the defensive line. They got a really good front. Um, they're, they're really well coached. Um, this is, you know, one of the finest coaching staffs uh, in the entire National Football League. They use their personnel very wisely. Um, they rotate a lot of players in there. So you're rarely going to see them where they're gassed because they got enough guys, enough depth in there, and they're all productive. Uh, so, you know, they have pass rushers inside, pass rushers on the edge. Um, you know, they do a lot of good things in a running game, too. So uh, their defensive front is formidable. Um, their linebacking core has always been very good. Uh, Matt Milano is one of the best players in the National Football League, in my opinion, um, at any position. So uh, blocking him, handling him in the running game, dealing with him in the pass game. He's such a great cover player, got great instincts. I mean, um, you know, you couple that with the, the play of their safeties and corners. Taron Johnson's one of the best nickels in the game for sure. Um, and it's a big challenge. The defense is good. There you go. There's Coach Daniels. Wouldn't it be nice? I know it'll never happen. Wouldn't it be nice if one time you heard a coach, just one time, I don't care what coach it is, on any level I wouldn't care. I would love to hear one time a coach say, ah, they're a good team, but their coach ain't very good. I would love to hear that one time. Yeah, their coach ain't very good. 
every single coach always says they're well coached. Every coach ain't – peace out. Every coach ain't good, right? There's a reason why coaches get fired, right? I mean, like, how, I don't know how many games Nathaniel Hackett coached for the Broncos, but I guarantee if it was 10 games, it might have been 10. I guarantee the opposing coach every single week said, oh, they're a well-coached team. No, they're not. He got fired before the season was over. Like one time, and I know, look, again, they're not going to disrespect each other. It's a fraternity. I get it. But it would be awesome just one time to be like, well, you know, this is going to be a tough game because that Milano guy, he's really good. You know, they got Ed Oliver. He's really good. They got Leonard Floyd. He's really good. That's a pretty dominant defensive line. But their coaching staff is a little suspect. <laughs> that would be awesome. I, I would pause that thing. I would record that thing. I'd put that thing on repeat if I could. That would be great. Ain't going to happen. But has there ever been a time in the history of coaches talking to the media that you've never heard the coach say they're well coached? <laughs> Everybody's well coached according to coaches. It's not the truth. But everybody, everybody says it, right? I love it. Got a text from Ty in Missouri. He says, hey, Q, I like what Coach McDaniel said about being aggressive in the game plan. You can't be in a race and never put your foot on the gas just because you don't want to wreck. The Raiders need to keep their foot on the gas till the final whistle in Buffalo. Can't wait for the game. Ty in Missouri. Uh, yeah, there you go. I like that. And yeah, when he was talking about being, when he was talking about being aggressive, it, you know, it's it's still a fine line, right? You don't want to get reckless, but at the same time, you do want to, you want to, you want to finish. You got to finish games. And he mentioned that when he was on with uh, Will Compton and and uh, uh, Taylor Luan on Busting with the Boys, he said, you know, that we didn't. We didn't finish games. You know, a lot of that's on us. Matter of fact, all right, do you, do you still have that sound bite? You do not. All right, that's okay. <laughs> but he was talking about, you know, he's just like, hey, we, we've, got to, we've got to be able to put them out, right? We've got to be able to finish them. What it took us to get there, then boom, we got to go ahead and put it out. You got it? Okay. Last year, like you brought up the 59 minutes of the game, like it felt like the boys always played solid. Mm-hmm. Until that fourth quarter, until later yeah. in the game, and just a player two that matter. Yeah, we 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 have to we have to get better at that. That's not just a that's a that's a everybody. You know, coaching, playing, situational awareness. Um, we had leads, and we got to learn how to close. You know what I mean? It's like being ahead in a boxing match, and instead of being content and saying, "Hey, let's just win it on points," you know what I mean? Yeah, let's go knock the guy out. You know, and so. You know, if we get in that situation again this year, hopefully we'll have a, a better idea of what we need to do to keep playing the way we're playing because that's mm-hmm. how we got the lead. And so we just didn't – we didn't quite establish that last year, and that's that's my fault. So we have to do a better job, no doubt about it. So there you go. It's going back to Ty's text about, you know, being aggressive and finishing guys off. Like, you got to be able to finish them off. You know, whatever it, whatever it took you to get there, you've got to be able to put the, you know, the foot down when you need to. Again, don't get reckless. Don't get crazy. You know, still be play smart football. But at the same time, you've got to be able to finish them off. You can't just try to get super conservative and hold on to wins because that usually leads to losses. So uh, there you go, Ty. Thank you so much for that. Definitely appreciate you. Got another text from the 909. First 15 minutes, the quarterback must go down and must go down hard. I'll say this. I think the first couple possessions, the quarterback needs to go down. I mean, I I think the first 15 minutes is going to be the storm that they're going to have to try to, to weather. But, man, I think that they need to hit the quarterback early, early and often, especially this one. This is a big dude. I mean, he's he's basically what Big Ben, and, and remember Big Ben was like chopping down a tree. Well, you got to do you got uh, have same approach with Josh Allen. Treat him like a tree, and you got to continue to just chop wood, chop wood, chop wood until until he goes down. You, you got to do it. Let's get a couple Patrick Graham sounds in real quick. 
then we'll take a break. How about we go down to – how about the defense missing some tackles? Because we know that they did miss some tackles against Denver. They did some good things in the open field, but there were some tackles. There were some opportunities for them to make some plays, like Robert Spillane kind of got ran over. Here's, uh, here's Patrick Graham talking about the defense missing tackles. Well, the start of the season, you know, always comes down to fun, – fun, sorry, the start of the season comes down to fundamentals in terms of defensively, you know, tackling, getting off blocks, you know, defending the deep part of the field, win our leverage and coverage. And we're just looking for improvement from week to week. So, you know, it's the first time, you know, playing as a group, you know, and we got to do a good job of, you know, tackling, you know, that includes the wrap, the approach, everything there. But the first game of the season, you know, across the league is where you see, you know, the teams that tackle the best usually are the teams that are playing the better defense to start the season. So we're in the process of trying to improve that as much as possible. Even though they had some some plays where they missed some tackles. They also made some nice open field tackles that were important. The Trayvon Merrick one, obviously, at the end of the game was huge. But Ja'Korian Bennett got in there and mixed it up a few times. Nate Hobbs got in there and mixed it up a few times. That was big. Robert Spillane got in there and mixed it up a few times. He, he did get, like I said, ran over one time. But Divine Diablo got in there, mixed it up, did a really good job. So there were some good things to, from the tackling as well, but there was a few that they missed. Uh, got a couple questions about the rookies. How about the about, about Tyree Wilson? It's funny. This question was asked about Tyree Wilson. He didn't really talk about Tyree in the response, but just he really talked about the overall performance of the defense. The group as a whole, I thought the, the front did a solid job in terms of, you know, trying to minimize the run and trying to, um, you know, contain the pass rusher. We, you know, there's some stuff we need to work on as we move forward, especially as we start the, our, as our focus has shifted to the Buffalo Bills, where you, you're dealing with a dynamic quarterback, both uh, passing the ball and also having the ability to run the ball and, and the skill players they have offensively, you know, the running backs, the the receivers. So as we start to work forward on that, you know, everybody's working hard as a group to improve, you know, the early part of the season, just trying to improve our fundamentals in terms of the run game and the pass game, not the single, you know, any one player out we, as a group, uh, including myself, we, we you know have a ways to go to, to get where we want to get to. So when I asked Coach McDaniels about Tyree specifically, he didn't give an answer about Tyree. When Coach Graham was asked specifically about Tyree, he didn't give an answer really about Tyree. I think that they know what it is. It's a work in proge- progress. I guess they're going to let him come along as he does, and they're not really going to speak too much on him individually, but instead talk about the team as a whole. Well, how about Ja'Korian Bennett? Because <laughs> Jacorian Bennett is, uh, it looks like he's going to be a good player. I think Raider Nation is really going to like him. Here's Coach Patrick Graham talking about Jacorian Bennett and the team benefiting from the effort that he put out there on Sunday. Experience is a great teacher for all all the young players. Their chance to play in the NFL for the first time, get a chance to work the matchups, work the 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 coverages, the tackling, the thing that you're looking for for those young players is to see the improvement there. And it comes from getting experience, you know, the the speed of the game, the physicality of the game. That's the best, uh, best teaching, the best learning that they'll get is actually to do it. So I, I would think it's a great benefit for them and for the rest of the young players. Coach Patrick Graham right there talking about Ja'Korian Bennett and the rest of the young players. You hear him right there just talking about the experience on the grass. And that's something that is important, man. they got to get that experience out there. Uh, they're expecting these young guys on this Raiders roster, especially on the defensive side of things, to come up and make some big plays and really be the backbone 
of this Raiders defense and this Raiders team for years to come. So there you go for Patrick Graham. We'd love to hear from you, 702-365-9200, don'tbebroke.com, text line 69187, keyword R&R. What is it going to take for the Raiders to go into Buffalo and get a victory on Sunday? And who are we going to be talking about on Monday, good or bad? Again, 702-365-9200. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings on Wallapai and Flamingo. We're here until at least 5 o'clock. There's still time to come by and get a T-shirt, cups, koozies, tickets, whatever the case may be. Oh, some food to eat, something to drink, heading to the weekend the right way. We got that. Plus, we got Lee Sterling on the way. All that as we get ready to close out the show. We got about 35 minutes left. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Let's take a look at the lines that can help win you some money. It's Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, brought to you by Joe Stonecrab, located inside the Caesars Forum Shops on Unnecessary Roughness. And we're joined now on the phone lines by Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Of course, you can find him on Twitter at Paramount Sports. And, Lee, thanks so much. We always appreciate you joining us each and every Friday at this time. We're officially into week two of the NFL season. You saw the Eagles get the victory. It wasn't pretty, but they got the victory over the Vikings on Thursday night football. What did you think about the Eagles and their 2-0 start that they've gotten off to? They haven't played great in their 2-0. Right. <laughs> their fans are, I mean, they want perfection. But, boy, are they explosive. Now they got... Uh, Swift in the backfield, they've got him uh, uncorked, and he looks great. Uh, so um, I just think that to beat Philadelphia, and they had a ton of injuries, especially in the defensive backfield, they're going to be a tough out. How big is it that the Minnesota Vikings, man, they, they I mean, they could score. We know that. Kirk Cousins and the company, they could put up a lot of points. But, man, they turned the ball over. Seven turnovers yep. in two games. That's massively. Yeah, they did. And so- – they're, it's going to continue to happen. I mean, Kirk Cousins, like he's like he's like a, a, a statue back there; just yeah. doesn't move. Right. So that's that's a problem, and and no running game. They don't have to worry about the running game. Right. No, I, I can't believe that they don't want to compliment Kirk Cousins with a little bit of a running game. They they kind of signaled that they were going away from that the minute that they moved on from Dalvin Cook. So there you go. Minnesota's 0-2 to start the season. Philadelphia is 2-0 as they were the teams that played on Thursday night football. Again, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Let's get into some action that hasn't happened. Let's get into some lines. Let's find out how to win some money. That's what I like talking about. How about this one? This one's uh, near and dear to our hearts right here. Vander Built versus UNLV. Vandy's coming into Allegiant Stadium. UNLV is one and one. Vandy is two and one on the season. Vanderbilt minus four versus the Rebels. Lee, how you seeing this one shake out? So Vanderbilt was exposed last week. Gave up a bunch of big plays to Wake Forest. Wake Forest has that vertical passing and kind of a, a different offense where the quarterback he rides the ball with the running back and either hands it off as like a long ride. They're very similar to how, like in the uh, triple option, how a quarterback holds the ball and, and decides as he reads the defense with a fullback. So it gave uh, it gave him some problems, and you know, just one of those matchups they just seem to have trouble with. But you know, this is a team that can throw the football. So AJ Swan, uh, I mean, he, he just knows how to read defenses, knows how to throw underneath, and 
I'm just wondering what's going on here with Doug Brumfield. This doesn't seem like he's the same quarterback as last year. So I think they need to play with the lead, and that might be a problem here. This Vanderbilt defense also not going to uh, they're they're not going to blitz a whole lot. Uh, they're going to sit back and let me usually make you make the mistake here. So I think it's going to be a real tight game, but I think Vanderbilt's probably the right side. I think they win and cover this game here, 31-24. There it is. Vanderbilt coming into Allegiant Stadium, getting the victory over Coach Barry Odom and the UNLV Rebels. Again, Vanderbilt minus four versus UNLV. This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com is our guest. Let's turn our attention to the NFL, and we'll look at a team that plays out west in the AFC West. Of course, that's the Raiders' uh, rival, the L.A. Chargers. They're 0-1 on the season after a hell of a shootout with the Miami Dolphins week one. They're taking on the Tennessee. Titans, who, well, they lost to the New Orleans Saints in week one. They're 0-1. Somebody's got to get a victory this week. Chargers minus three versus Tennessee. Lee, how do you see this one shaking out? And, and here's another quarterback that we've talked about just could not move around, and, and, and that is Ryan Tannehill. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, he runs some, but when he's back there, they know where he's going to be and just does not see a lot of times uh, the blind side. And Maybe it comes from not playing quarterback when he was young. He played receiver. A lot of people forget that at Texas A&M. So uh, I think they're going to make a change down the road. And I still love Justin Herbert. If he, you know, if, if if Miami did not come up with those sacks to end the game, they end up winning the game. Puts up 34 points in a loss. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I also was impressed with the way they run the football. They ran it for 234 yards at a 5.9 yards per. Carry clip against the Dolphins. That was impressive here. No injuries of, of yet to, to, to report on. Usually the Chargers and the Ravens, the two most injury-prone team. But I think that they just got stung by Miami. I found out that Miami had worked on some different sets and some different plays they had not shown before. And it gave the Chargers problems here. So you pretty much know what you're getting with Tennessee. You're going to get one, two uh, downs at least minimum first and second most of the time with Derrick Henry. And then uh, you got DeAndre Hopkins. He's looked good. But other than that, there's no real weapons at the other receiver position or tight end or a backup running back. So I think Tennessee is going to make the change down the road here. And I think the Chargers, I think they're a darn good team, and I think they're going to show it this week. I think the Chargers by double digits, 31-20. Yeah, it feels like a game the Chargers are going to get right, right? It just feels like Tennessee's mm-hmm. really not that team. I, I'm a big Mike Vrabel fan, but I just don't see Tennessee as being that squad to get it done. And I saw the way that Tennessee went back and forth with uh, with uh, Derek Carr and the Saints and just don't think that they got they got the goods to get it done against the Chargers. So I feel like the Chargers will definitely improve the one-and-one on the young season. Again, Lee Sterling is with us here on uh, Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920, and we do this each and every Friday. Lee, we got to close it out strong like this. Of course, the Raiders, they're on the road, start the season, back-to-back road games. They've been on the East Coast. They're taking on the Buffalo Bills, who we saw on Monday Night Football lose to the New York Jets. Buffalo minus nine versus the Raiders. That's a lot of points, Lee. Break this one down for us. Yeah, Q, what I do is on Sunday nights uh, as the – Afternoon games are finishing up. I always estimate the lines. And after doing this for 30 years, I'm pretty good at it. And I thought this line was going to be seven. I I mean, I I didn't see it crossing the seven threshold. And I know that that Buffalo is a good home field advantage team. But it's not December. It's not going to be snowing. Uh, I love what Vegas is doing. They're staying on the East Coast practicing in West Virginia. They don't have to worry about the time change. They'll be ready to go. 
Josh Allen, I mean, turnover machine. Mm-hmm. I mean, a staggering 37 turnovers in the last 19 games. The Raiders, yeah, they're not the Jets, which are a top four, top five defense, but they have Max Crosby here. I thought the linebackers thought they were uh, uh, keying in on their reads much better. I thought the secondary, the coverage was better, the tackling uh, was much more efficient. And Jimmy G, I mean, looks like he's been playing there for a long time. A lot of times a quarterback first game doesn't look right, but he looked like he's been playing the system for a couple of years. Devontae Adams, 100% ready to go, buying in. And even Josh Jacobs, uh, no rust there. So they have the weapons here. And, you know, also Buffalo's playing on the short week here. So I think they're shell-shocked that they lost the game here. I think they're maybe going to pull it out winning this game here, something like 28-24. But I wouldn't be shocked if Vegas wins this game outright. I'm taking the nine points here. I think Vegas is certainly the right side. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing about it, Lee. I mean, I, I always talk about double-digit points in, 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 you know, when you're looking at the point spread in the NFL, and it always kind of makes me run the other way. And, man, I just I just didn't see Buffalo being a nine-point favorite. And so I, I picked the Bills to win the game, but I picked them to win by, like, three or four, like you mentioned, not nine. I just right. feel like that that's a lot of points, especially with the Bills coming off that short week. It just seems like they inflated this. It just felt like they inflated it way too much for Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, I think way too much. I mean, they're going to have to prove themselves. And I think also their defense is, is I mean, watch the linebackers. Uh, I mean, they, their middle linebacker is great, but the outside linebackers, you know, they lost one of their key players in free agency to Chicago, and that's a loss. And I also think their safeties might have lost a step. So maybe uh, the Raiders can hit on a big play to – uh, Adams down the field. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited about it. Of course, it kicks off early on the West Coast on Sunday. Buffalo hosting the Raiders. Buffalo comes in 0-1, uh, going up against the Raiders for a 1-0. And again, Buffalo minus 9 officially uh, on this one. Lee, great stuff, man. As always, if anyone wants to reach out to you, get some more information from you, what do they need to do? Just go to the website, ParamountSports.com. Big weekend. Uh, we have a our first 40 to 50 unit play in baseball in a few weeks. And we are nine and two on those this year. We have another UFC 40 to 50 unit best bet. We're 15 and two on those going back the last eight months. Well, I don't have a 40 to 50 unit play in football like last week that won, but we have a strong card. And if you've never been with me before, you don't have to sign up for the year. Try what we call our world's famous Baker's dozen 13 games from Saturday morning all the way through Monday night. And you don't have to call me on Saturday or Sunday morning to get the games. As soon as you purchase it, a window pops open with all 13 games. So you're ready to go. You can bet them right now. And people like to do that, get the best line. So world-famous Baker's dozen, 13 games, just $97. And check out all the free pick videos, a bunch of other big games going on around the country, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, LSU, Mississippi State, and also the Washington uh, uh, Huskies. They're traveling all the way to Mississippi, uh, Michigan State. And then in the NFL, some other biggies, Kansas City, Jacksonville, and also uh, Denver and Washington. Check out all those free pick videos that are like two minutes in length, one place. ParamountSports.com. There it is right there, ParamountSports.com. Definitely appreciate Lee each and every week, man. It's always fun to catch up with you and uh, find out how we can all win a little bit extra money for the weekend and enjoy ourselves and, of course, check out some great action both college and in the NFL. Lee, have a fantastic week, man. We appreciate you always. We'll talk to you next Friday. Sounds good, Q. There he goes, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com right there. And he picked the Raiders. Now, I didn't necessarily say that they're going to win the game, but – 
Nine points is a lot of points, man. That's a lot of points. So many thanks to Lee Sterling. We definitely appreciate him. He joins us each and every Friday. Uh, Ari, we got we got uh, we got Aviators baseball coming up a little. So we got to sign off a little early. Is that what we got to do today? That is correct. Yeah, we got five minutes. Okay, just want to make sure. Baseball. I just want to make sure that we got everything copacetic, man. I want to make sure that we're good to go. Oh yeah, they are, huh? All right, that's good. Got to support the aviators who support us, right? So there you go. Uh, we got a couple minutes left. I'll definitely uh, get some calls and texts. Well, at least some texts. I don't know if I have time for calls, but definitely get a couple texts real quick. How about this one from um, the 707? No way. Do we think we'd – oh, yeah, I like this. Talking about the five minutes and eight seconds, and I think the only person that said that, that they thought that was going to happen was Raider Dave in Denver who said he knew that the Raiders were going to go ahead and milk that five minutes and eight seconds. Now, this one's from the 707. No way did we think we can milk five minutes. I assumed that they'd punt and the Doncos would have several minutes to try to win. Not being negative, just seen this way too many times. And that was my point. That was my whole point of saying that. I'm not trying to disrespect the team and be like, well, you can't run the clock out for five minutes. But history tells us that they haven't ran out the clock for five minutes. I mean, if you go all the way back to 2000, they've never done it. It tells you all you need to know, right? I mean, that's a long stinking time. So I was so impressed with the fact that they were able to do that, and they picked up third and long a couple times. Jimmy picked up third and long with his legs, third and seven. I'm telling you, man, the more and more I'm, I'm thinking about this game, the more and more I'm thinking about the issues that are going on in Buffalo, Stephon Diggs, you know, going all the way back to mandatory minicamp. There's some smoke there. You know, Josh Allen turning the ball over. There's some smoke there. The owner's got, you know, people – pointing the finger at him, saying he's a bad guy. There's some smoke there, right? I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going on around that organization. And maybe they're strong enough where none of that matters. Maybe they'll go out there on the field and they'll just make it happen and go win the game. Maybe. But maybe not. Maybe some of that adversity will start to kick in and all of a sudden that will become a problem. That could, I mean, that could be something. And maybe the Raiders come out and take advantage. I don't know. There's, There's – there's definitely an, a, a, a path to victory for the silver and black. They've got to have to work their tail off, but there's definitely a path to victory. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick, talk to our guy Bernard. Bernard, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, I'll make it quick. That fumble rule, you're right, that's dumb. Out of the end zone, that, that, that don't make no sense. And also the fair catch rule, you know, on the mm-hmm. kickoff, that, that's silly. Cause they, and then they get to pick their, their hash mark that they wanted on. That, that's, that's crazy. But, Q, I want to see the Raiders get, get their hands on the ball. Perfect mm-hmm. example, Denver Broncos. Yeah, that was kind of a bad pass with Jimmy, but it tipped up in the air, and they caught the ball. The Raiders yep. seem like they never never get those tips. So I want to see them get, get some of those. And when a quarterback is running towards the sideline, it seems like every time against the Raiders, their defense, you know, they give up a touchdown in their red zone. It's like the guys run into the sidelines. And they throw back across the field. It's like they always find an open receiver. I just hope the Raiders can find, somehow figure out how to deal with that. I think they're going to win this, this week. Jacob okay. is starting to get going, and I think they're going to win this week, Q. They're going to run the ball, and and uh, Josh is going to give it up. So, let's, let's victory Raiders. There you go. I like it. Bernard, we'll be talking about a victory Monday then. I like that. That's a, that's a good thing. And you know what? The way What Bernard just said, I think the Raiders are going to win. That's what they need to think. They need to think that they're going to win. And everyone says, like, well, duh, every team's supposed to think that. But every team don't. Every team don't really believe, even though they say, well, we're going to go out there, we got this, that, and the other, we feel like – every team don't feel like that they are going to win that game. 
I've brought up, you know, Dion's team, Colorado, a couple times. Like when they went to Fort Worth to take off T- take on TCU, number 17 team in the country, they believed that they were going to win the game, and they did. The Raiders need to believe, as they spent all week in West Virginia preparing for this game, that they're going to win this game. And just what Bernard said, run the ball, take advantage of, of Josh Allen if he makes, makes a play and, and sets you up for, for uh, you know, success. If you can go ahead and create a turnover, go ahead and do it. Make that happen. You know, and just, just really take advantage of the, of the opportunity. It should be a good one. The Bills are fair by nine. I don't see it. I think if they win, it's going to be about three or four at the most. But I'm with Bernard, man. Just go on out there and just go do it. Make a statement. You want that respect? You got it. You got the opportunity to make that happen. And then on top of that, it's an early kickoff on the West Coast. You know what that means? They win. You can watch football the rest of the day, Raider Nation, and be excited. Be happy. Watch Sports Center all the rest of the day and be good to go. Don't have to worry about, oh, and then the Raiders lost. Right? You don't have to worry about that. Go on and get that happen, man. Make that happen. Tell, tell the Raiders to do something good for the country. <laughs> but that's going to do it for us at Buffalo Wild Wings. Appreciate everyone coming by, getting hooked up. we got prizes still to give out. If you're here, we can hook you up. T-shirts, cups, koozies, tickets, whatever you want, we got you. This is how we do every single Friday. We're going to be at another Buffalo Wild Wings, so make sure you're listening so you know which one we're at. But many thanks to everyone that's here. Many thanks to everyone that stopped by. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.